and welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know my... Uh, Be careful. That guy, you know, the dude, the one who always doesn't want me to say things about him. But the guy over there on the other side of the microphone is... I am the rum guy. See, How y'all doing? See, I was nice. I didn't say it anything was nice. stupid. It was nice. And we have a very special guest with us today. Do we? We do. What's his name? Brian. And where's he from? I don't know where he's from, but he's with <laughs> a really cool band, the Green Mantles. Hey, what's up, Brian? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Now, are you you're are you from Louisiana? Um, I moved to New Orleans when I was one, but I was born in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's cool. So you're you're technically a, a native to a point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I moved here, I guess, maybe late '74 or something like that. Okay. Okay. And then uh, that, uh, do you go back to Florida at all, or you you just kind of? Yeah, there was a time period that there was a Green Mantles located in um, in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale for a while. So I would go back there and live there off and on. But uh, yeah, I went to school there. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I'm sure Louisiana's glad to have you. Uh, oh, I was yeah, listening. Well. <laughs> I was listening to your stuff, man. It is it is pretty damn cool. Well, thanks, man. Uh, what what is the story of you and the band? I, I know you probably get asked this all the time, but you know, if if you were to sum it up in a Cliff Notes version, tell us the Green Mantles. Okay, the Green Mantles started in 2002. We did our first show on Halloween of that year, and oh, cool. it's been yeah, and it's been. There's been a lot of different people in and out of the band. It sometimes goes by the name Tribe of Green Mantles. And so there's probably been 30 some odd people in and out of the band. Oh, um, wow. Not all bass players, I hope. No, no. <laughs> a lot of bass players. I've got like eight or nine bass players. Oh, wow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, there's the Campbell brothers who, who play Green Mantles in Fort Lauderdale and Jason Goodman as well sometimes. And uh, then there's the guys, um, Lance and, um, and Chip, who play with me up here. Mm-hmm. And then there's Tom Klopp, who plays with me when we're overseas. He's from Prague. Well, he's from here, but he's living in Prague. And um I know I'm leaving somebody out, but uh, yeah. Well, there's the Eifert brothers as well, and they sometimes play with us. In fact, um, Chris Eifert would be playing with us, I believe, Friday. So nice. I was nice. gonna I was gonna say because I've I've seen some of your videos and uh, some of your live performances, which right. are very good. But I was like, some of these people they they seem different every time I'm looking at a video. And that's probably why. <laughs> that could be it. Well. Yeah, Lance is out of Ocean Springs, and um, Chip, who's been playing bass, he used to play bass with us a long, long time ago, and then he rejoined a few years back, and he's from the he's from the New Orleans area, and so I do a lot of shows with him, but um, yeah, sometimes you know we'll switch up drummers in case somebody can't make it. Sometimes we use drum machine too. So cool, man. Well, whatever works, and it, it's turning out fine. I can tell you that. Well, thank you, man. And so yeah, that's about you know that's that's pretty much the story <laughs> that's awesome dude yeah yeah so you'll be playing um this friday right uh yeah we'll be playing at uh babylon yeah 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 um that's it's gonna cool be venue because it's a very intimate setting it's, it's gonna be you guys it. and a uh an acoustic act uh gentleman by the name of i'm trying to remember offhand but let me look it up i got it right here um 
God damn, I'm bad with names. You know yes, that. Yes, you are. You know, you know that, right? You know, uh, everybody and, knows this. Uh, his name is Michael Strickland. He's uh, he's uh, playing an acoustic act before you guys. Um, okay. So it should be pretty cool. It should be a good show. Yeah. Kind of mellow, hanging out. It's going to be rocking after, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like, I like Babylon. We played there, I think, when it first opened a long, long time ago. And then it seems like years went by. And then, like, recently, I guess we've been playing there fairly often i guess yeah well we'll see what happened was when it first opened um uh you know there was other people dealing with the booking and stuff and, right, and, right and then um i talked to rob and uh was booking some shows there through our podcast you know just doing some stuff for us and uh he asked me if i wanted to to do it permanently and i'm like yeah fuck i'll do it for you man so i've been yeah. i've been booking it for Almost three years now, and it's the, been picking uh, the up. The unholy nice thing works works really well. Yeah, yeah, that thing really, really, you know, pulls in a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more local shows. I'm in the Mandeville area now, so I just don't. I'm never close to anything, and then we play a lot. So yeah, I wish I saw. I wish I could see more local bands. It seems like we're always traveling to every show. There's, we're never close to anything. We're not even close to each other, really, like the band members. So. Is, there, well, is there any venues close to you in, in Mandeville? I don't know of any venues out there. No, I mean, there's there's Ruby's Roadhouse, which we played a million years ago, and but that's eh, it's more like cover bands, I guess. Sometimes we play cover band gigs, too. So, right, right, I mean, right, right. But we do the same set we would do if we were playing the original set. So I don't know. We kind of sneak into those cover bands. <laughs> you know? What is what is the um, the um, oh, I don't know how, I don't know what the word is. I, I what I hear and what you're going to say are probably going to be possibly two different things. But tell tell me what the feel. What is the theme? What is the drive? The, the creation of the Green Mantles. I mean, what is style if if, your style your label what is what are you what would you consider you as as the music well i would say there is a kind of a formula to green mantles every song that we do you is danceable you know you can dance to every song so we write okay that's cool in that in that respect and then there's kind of like i guess sort of like a jesus and mary chain style guitar thing going with um i don't know I guess blues influences and different things like that going on. And just, oh, there's so many different things that all of us like, you know, like our drummers really in the Stevie wonder. And then our bass players really in the typo negative and, you know, oh, so, yay! You know so you got people <laughs> in all kinds of different directions that like different things. The guys that play with me, the Campbell brothers in South Florida were like progressive grindcore guys, but they, you know, they sort of liked the green mantles thing and, and came in and play with them. So they're, even though they might be playing, like I guess the Green Mantles kind of has a rockabilly vibe to it, but when grindcore guys play rockabilly, it's probably different than if country yeah. guys were to play it. Or yeah, whatever. a little bit, a little bit. So you know, well, it, it's interesting because I uh, listening to so many so many of your songs and and stuff now that um, the I I keep hearing so like you said so many different styles. You know, because right. I'm 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 a musician. Wayne's a musician. And we, you know, as musicians, we all kind of break things down. Like you hear it as a unit. And then, you, you know, when you were watching a live show, at least for me, all of a sudden now I'll focus on this person. I'm, right. I'm checking them out. Then I focus on this person. Sure. And I'm like, how is that working out? That's really cool how it's meshing. But uh, you hear so many different styles. And 
And uh, but uh, your personal influence. I mean, what are you? What 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 do you feel? Oh, there's so much stuff. I mean, I guess I I grew up. I really loved the '50s music when I was a real little kid, and mm. I think that's because it was retro in the '70s or something that played the '50s. Sure. And then you know, being a kid of the '70s, I was a big Kiss fan, still am. Um, so I, that sort of made its way in. And then I like, you know, I liked a lot of punk stuff and, you know, sort of. Um, I can hear the know. old punk influence. Yeah, yeah. And, and surf. And um, I like uh, we, we do a lot of covers of, of groups like The Cure and Depeche Mode and that sort of thing. So that's in there. And it's funny because uh, because Wayne Wayne heard he would mention he was like, you got to hear this band because it's like I'm hearing like notes from The Cure and stuff in here. Yeah, like, not yeah. not their exact thing, but I mean, you right. Could, that you can vibe, pick out you, know, you can feel the vibe. Yeah, it was cool. Right, and yeah, I guess, and I, again, going in another right direction, I suppose, I was always a big Black Sabbath guy, too, so that's all in there, too. I yes. Guess. Country, just everything, just so many different things going on, it's hard to really say. It's, it's said, so... It's kind of, as, as long as it fits into the, the, the format that you can dance to it, then that's pretty much it. You, we could do anything as long as it fits that. Because because I really feel I hear I hear and I feel a very there is a a specific time between 1968 and 1971. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's a there's a sound and it, what's it what's interesting is I I don't know if you're doing it on purpose to to create that feel which you, it sounds like you're not doing it on purpose but there yeah. is a a, a feel that between 68 and 71 that bands from the UK were coming through at that point in time and it wasn't quite acid rock it wasn't quite punk it right. wasn't but it was it was like the birth of like you said like a danceable pop rock type feel that was coming through like you had bands like uh um uh the uh, you probably don't know these bands like the flower pot men and, right, uh, I know who you're talking and, about sure. And 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 like uh, then in, when you got into the moved into the 70s, you had like the band T Rex, and you oh, had stuff yeah, like T-Rex, that. Yeah, uh, the bands Sweet and Deep Purple, and you sure. had that type of feel right in there. And I'm like, I'm I'm hearing some of the like things that are going on with not just your vocals, but but I'm hearing like just the, with the guitar how it meshes with the bass, how it goes with the you know everything. And I'm like, man, I'm really feeling this. It's like a like a specialized genre like that fits into that slot, which is you don't hear it anymore, and it's a very cool, cool sound because it's it's something you're, you again you're you're not hearing it on the radio, you're not hearing it when you go out to the clubs anywhere else, so it's a really kind of a a really nice change of pace. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I I, I think T Rex, you know, obviously that. I, always in the t-rex and okay i like sweet i like you know that kind of glam thing that was going on i guess in that era and uh i said the kiss thing you know so that's yeah. sort of a heavier version of that really you know so that might be what you you know what that is i guess yeah, I, I, I mean i mean it i don't mean anything coming out of my mouth that is to to take away from anything you're doing i think if anything i'm trying to give you a compliment because it, it's a really cool sound that you well, thank have. you well, thank you, really, man. Thank really, you. definitely is. I mean, Wayne, what do you think? What do you mean? What do I think? I told you. I thought I love this shit. I think it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, you 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 probably are able to hear them more than I am down there because this is my the first time I was able to like. True. Was like, true. He, he was like the Green Mantles. I'm like, 
okay, I don't know who this is. Let me, let me, because when I start to research shit, I kind of overdo it. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. And then I get obsessed with it and I start breaking it down. And then I'm like, oh my God, what is this? It was like, but when you said that one bass player uh, is into like typo negative, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He got excited because yeah, that's one of his that. favorite bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so which that's, is that's, like so he I mean, started off as a, you know. as a fan of Green Mantle, so he probably, you know, he probably liked that it's a deep voice too. You know, it's kind of heavy. Sure. And there's a deep voice going on, so I think that maybe it was what attracted him to it because he used to just come to our shows and then wound up playing with us. Well, how's how's the year since since January? How's it been treating you and the band as a whole? Oh, we're doing pretty good. We uh, there's a movie called Overtime that's being made in the UK and by a guy named Mario Cavone. Cool. And I guess I guess he's big in the comic book world or something in in the UK. And so he was making a movie, and we wound up getting on the soundtrack for that. We wrote a song for that. Very cool. So that's that's really good. And then we're gonna go back to. We're going back to Scotland in July and going to go do a show in Prague in late July, something like that. And so that's always fun. And I guess, like I said, over the last few months, yeah, it's been pretty good. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hit or miss, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Like shows generally in January and February are, aren't as well attended, but they were pretty good this year. So we'll see. Oh, good. Know? I mean, out of the, uh, I like to travel too. So, I mean, but what, what, um, out of the out of the U.S. countries, what is one of the favorite ones you like to go to or play in? Absolutely love Edinburgh, Scotland. I mean, because of all the places that we went, anywhere overseas, it's a lot easier, in my opinion. Once you're over there, once you once sure. you get over there, it's a lot easier. There's a lot bigger audience. They right. don't really even have to know who you are, and there'll still be a lot of people there. Um, but Edinburgh, Scotland, you know, great people. It's a very it's an inexpensive city. You can get around really easy. And there's, it's very, if you can't get a gig there, you can't get a gig anywhere. It's, there's just places to play everywhere. And, well, uh, Edinburgh was huge in, in, uh, in, especially in the early, uh, seventies for the, the punk scene. I mean, it the yeah. punk was really coming out of Edinburgh. Well, yeah, what's funny is that I was there last time and they were doing a benefit and I was like, well, it'd be cool if Exploited were playing because they're local. And sure enough, Exploited was playing. Damn, that's cool. And I got to hop up and sing with them. So I was like, oh, that's really Sweet. awesome. Dude, that's <laughs> yeah, freaking that's awesome, cool. dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's incredible. I, I remember listening to, like, well, I can't remember what album I had by them when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I bought the Son of a Bitch because it was really, like, the artwork was really cool on the outside. I was like, oh, uh, man, this is so well, cool. A, well, we've talked about that before. That's what we used to do is when we bought albums and well, shit. Yeah, we'd yeah. always buy it, buy it for the artwork because you didn't know what the band sounded like well, yet. Well, it's, it's because we were we were in that generation, though, where, where we actually bought the records to listen to and not uh, listen to one track or download one track and it's over. Right. right. We bought sure. records and we went through the entire, you know, like – uh, so to speak, um, journey with a record, you know, or an album or a CD, whatever you want to call it. It was it was like listening to an uh, the audio version of a movie. Yeah, I mean that's what it, that's right. what it was. And I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so I mean I had to travel a, a, a decent ways to get to the quote unquote record store. I mean so uh, I'd, I'd get there and uh, I would I would have my money that I'd saved up, you know, and and I'd go in and we didn't go very often. It was like once a month we go into the big the big city, quote unquote. I'm using quotation fingers. The big city. Um, 
And then uh, we'd go in there, and then I would just drop everything I had on fucking on music. And I, yeah. I, I'd go, and I, I didn't know. I mean, I know what I liked, but I didn't want to buy the same stuff all over again because I'd go in and be like, this looks interesting. I'll buy this one. This is sure. weird. I like this. And I'd just start buying them. You know, I, I'd buy five, six albums. I, I had no idea who they, all these people were until I got uh-huh. home. And then, then it was like a grab. It was like, ooh, this is great. Then it's like, oh, this blows. Why did I buy this? Yeah, right. I, I, I remember going to like a Kmart as a kid, and like they had like the cheap cassette tape bin. Yes, and I would go look through it, and I would be like, "Oh, look, this is two bucks," you know, and I'd pick up like these. these yeah, but that was tapes. always like Dion Warwick and like well, Yanni. Well, when I picked up tapes out of there, I picked up stuff that looked cool. Like I picked up. Uh, I remember it was the first time I ever heard the band Accept. I bought the Accept Balls to the Wall fucking like cassette tape for, for two bucks in a Kmart, you know, and I went oh, home, yeah. went home, and when I put it on, I was like, "This is the best two dollars ever." <laughs> you <know>? Right? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's weird how um, as a uh, as a how how we're we kind of tailor ourselves as at a young age to what we like, what we don't like, and to see how it carries through as an adult. Yeah. It's, it's it's really bizarre. I mean, it's it, it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of feel bad, and and it, we're we're sounding we're sounding mature when we're talking about that. I'm not going to use the O word. We, we, <laughs> I'm not using the O word, but bitch, you know we, sound, we old. <laughs> but but we sound mature to the point of, I feel bad for a lot of people who are like like I've got a niece, right, and uh, she's like you know she goes to the store and she goes and gets a, a, a CD or something or whatever. But the, the bands she's listening to, I, I'm, I'm fine. She's happy with it, but is she going to be happy with that band? I mean, is that, is she going to have the same like uh, 20 years feelings that we have 20 years, 30 years down the road going, yeah. Oh my God, you know, I, I, don't I can't think believe so. I, but because the stuff that's out, a lot of the stuff that's out right now is, poorly rehashed versions of other crap yeah i mean oh look, sure yeah. look, look at it like this okay my wife uh of course is everybody knows she's younger than i am and so with her music tastes were way different than mine i mean she does like a lot of the things that i do like you know you know whatever it's cool yeah but she but yeah. she's into like uh she's into like uh jim and 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 the wiggles jim Shit. no <laughs> d- dude jim was not out jim was out when we were kids you idiot <laughs> My wife grew up watching fucking Barney. Wow. <laughs> All right. She was the Barney generation. Like like her, uh, I put it this way. She spent $700 of her own money to go see um, uh, Justin Bieber when he played the Superdome here. He bought, She bought it's two tickets crazy. for her and her it's little brother. It's crazy what people will pay for concert tickets. It's oh. stupid. It's dumb. It's insane. Like, honestly, like uh, Paul McCartney is, is playing uh, tomorrow night. I think Again? I think it's tomorrow night, like tomorrow night here. And um, you the, went to see him before. I've seen him twice. I've seen him twice, but I've not paid the price that they are charging now. Yeah. Like when I saw him, I paid 150 bucks to see him, which is a lot for me. But it was yeah. Paul, but it was Paul McCartney, and I was like, okay, right. I'm I'm gonna right. go see him. You know, he's he's a fucking living legend. I love the Beatles. You know, it was one of those things. So I went the first time with my mom. And then uh, I went the second time with my mom. <laughs> you know, she wanted to go, so I went with her. And um, so now he's playing here, and the cheap seats mm-hmm. are four hundred dollars. Like what? Well, you know, what I paid one hundred fifty for is four hundred. 
You know he's got a new album out. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a brand new album out. Uh, That's probably why he has to pay for it. It's probably his last album, too. I guarantee you that. Probably. I mean, it's it's funny. I was watching uh, watched the whole thing. He did a talk show in in the UK, and nice. I watch a lot of the UK stuff. And he was talking about this new album and stuff. So, but uh, man, what's uh, uh, Brian? What's the most you've ever paid for a concert ticket? Um, and who was actually, it? Actually, I just got a ticket the other day, and with of course they throw all those service charges on yes. and everything. And it was still only like eighty bucks, and it was the uh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark with uh, B fifty twos. Oh, nice, dude! Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, gonna be a good. That's, that's really gonna be a good cool. show. Yeah. So, and but I, you know, like the Kiss thing that happened in February, I bought a ticket for with the charges. It was like fifty bucks. I got it really cheap. That's good. That's good. You yeah, saw Mini Kiss. Oh yeah. I've yeah, never seen Mini Kiss. I want to book Mini Kiss so bad. Like I, I want them to play. I want to book Mini Kiss at Babylon. I think that would be the best fucking show. That would be the, fantastic. Would that not be cool? Like fucking Mini Kiss, dude. I'm trying. Is there man. another? Is there another tiny person band? I, I don't know, like, but I think a, I think like because I would I'd like to see like like Mini Kiss and like like Tiny Skid Row. No, or Mini no, Kiss. Mini, <laughs> Mini Maiden, dude. Come on. Oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> Mini Maiden. God. Be like three, three, three. The sign of kind of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that, that would be so awesome. Maiden for seventeen dollars. Yep, I, did, oh, I, wow. I saw. I saw Iron Maiden for uh, fourteen bucks or fifteen yes. bucks when they I played. Saw White Riot for five. Oh, God, it's crazy. Well, I can understand that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, was it original Quiet Riot? It was original Quiet Riot. That's awesome. That's good. They played at a YMCA in Butler, Pennsylvania. I mean, they only had that one record that I know. Yeah, of. It, it wasn't really. A, it was. It was more of a. It wasn't really a riot anymore. It was kind of like a. It like was just, a, like it was a just, silent tussle. It was just quiet. <laughs> That's just, all it was. It was, quiet. <laughs> it was very quiet. We are quiet. <laughs> I think I I I paid. Uh, paid to see a big concert um i paid a lot of money to see concerts i followed the i did the uh metallica gnr tour i went to I eight did. different tours with them That's i did crazy. uh i saw grateful dead that was it, really the best part of grateful dead was everything else that was happening not the grateful dead yeah um, no I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of the grateful dead i mean it, it was it was it was fine but it it was more of a let's get high and fuck that's yeah. That's why I was there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, but uh, I think uh, the most expensive concert ticket I ever paid for was, um, and it was for uh, oh, my my folks. I was like, I'm gonna buy them for my folks, you know, and because they 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 you know it's their thing. They like it, and it was Jimmy Buffett tickets. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was three hundred and twenty-five dollars a ticket for Jimmy so- Buffett. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy fucking Jimmy Buffett charges some shit for hey, tickets. Hey man, look, just tell them next Jazz Fest come down here with we'll, 75 bucks you can see Jimmy Buffett live and a bunch of other bands. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was crazy cuz it was like uh it was a it was a full Parrothead tour thing and they had uh this was back in the 90s, you know. So right. I mean it was so that was, it was that massive. was that was very expensive. Yeah, oh, it yeah. was it was back, big yeah. big deal, but I mean I like Jimmy Buffett kind of I got you know, I live on islands. Yeah, I lived in Georgia. I, I, I don't know, I dude. I, 
I think Jimmy Buffett and he, he to me he's he's glumped in with like Kiss and ACDC where they only made that one record. <laughs> oh no, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett had a lot of records, man. He but they all sound the same, is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, there's no, there's no really variation in any of the mech, the the music. Well, I don't know. And like, and know. like ACDC. We'll agree to disagree. ACDC. What did they make? Back in Black six times after they made that record. Sure. sure. <laughs> Motorhead did the same thing. And Kiss. Kiss. Let me get on Kiss. Look, I know everybody out there that's a metalhead is going to fucking yell at me and they say I'm stupid. <laughs> but look, I love metal. I do. I can't fucking stand Kiss. Now, <laughs> now that I said that, I just want to say it's because uh, I just think they're they're terrible musicians. Uh, the, the best musician in it was the drummer, you know. Peter Chris yeah, I never understand why people think Kiss aren't good musicians. I never. I, I think never they're understand. great musicians. Oh, yeah, dude. I think they're good. They're they, they're really good. Oh I man. Think, I think the only thing that I don't really care about Kiss, and it's not it's not that they're bad musicians. I think they were great. They were fine for what you know their thing. I and they, and they are masters masters of self promotion. Oh, that oh look like, like I told I always tell people I respect those dudes for what they did and what they you know did for the music industry because if it wasn't for them, you know you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to sell like a uh, Iron Maiden toilet paper or or, <laughs> or a fucking you know but, I mean just things like that you know what I'm saying like they really were like the kings of fucking whoring themselves out. Sure, but but here's the thing though. I think the disappointment with me and Kiss is okay. I'm looking at it now. Now let's think. Let's just erase, erase what you know about Kiss in your mind, right? Just briefly. You, let's tell yourself that I've never heard of Kiss and I've never been to this concert before. Okay, so you get there. Everybody's crazy. You're seeing the T-shirts. You go and and you're looking at the stage. Here they come. It's massive. There's fire. It's great. And then all of a sudden, it's that sound coming out of black metal-faced dudes. <laughs> right? And I'm like, Those black the- metal guys, they stole the Kiss's idea, so Kiss had the idea first. It just seemed to be it seemed to be a much angrier look than sure, what was coming I, I, out I, of I agree, them. yeah. I agree. And, and you but, know what? I mean, look. But for the glam metal-type persona yeah very cool and as 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 that genre of music went they were the coolest and the most evil looking dude they they are a fun band don't get me wrong they have a lot of fun songs sure and 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 i cannot except for beth i can't stand beth really i actually like that fucking song dude everybody likes beth i don't know why everybody i think honestly i think (laughs) if we got rid of uh uh what's his name paul stanley and put Peter Chris singing, I think that band would be a hundred times better. No. You just like Peter Chris because like he took a picture with you and your kid. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I like. I think he's got a better voice than Paul Stanley. I don't know. I, I really Paul do. Stanley's, I really do. I, I think, mean, I'm not being like, like, you know, trying to shit on the band or anything, but I really do think that Peter Chris does sing better than Paul Stanley. Now, do I don't know, know if Paul Stanley sounds a lot like Peter or, or sounds a lot like Paul Stanley in, in modern music right now. Every so, time I hear the guy sing, I'm thinking it's 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 Paul Stanley is the lead singer from the band Atreyu. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't yeah. heard I haven't heard anything from Atreyu in a long time. Like the last thing I heard from them was like 10 years ago. 
So whatever their new stuff is, I don't know. I haven't heard. Yeah, anything. it's weird because he he does this one note. I'm like, oh my god, is this a Kiss song? I'm like, wait, no, it's a Trey. That's so weird. A- <laughs> That's so weird because they go from like this this hardcore band to fucking Kiss. What the fuck yeah, happened it was, to him? It was weird. <laughs> But, yeah, that's just my opinion, man, on that band. I mean, like I said, I respect those guys for what they did. I really, really do. And, uh, I mean, well, everybody's... Well, there are people are very divided about. You know, a lot of people hate to Kiss. A lot of people love them, you know? So well, a lot of, of it's so bands. bizarre. It's so bizarre because uh, the people originally that hated Kiss was... You look at the parental scene. You know, the, the parents were like, oh, my God, they're evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're talking about some chick named Beth. How bad can they be? You know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> just exactly. you know, they want to rock and roll all night. Woo! Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> well, the, just the cultural impact of Kiss is ridiculous. Kiss, that's I would it. say, along with the Beatles, Beatles and Kiss are probably the most culturally impact. I gotta give you that. Groups, you I gotta know? give you that. That in a, in a close three would be Maiden. Maiden's yeah, Maiden's a big deal internationally. Too, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Kiss is just one of those things that if you dress up like Kiss and walk down the street, everyone's going to say, oh, look, it's Kiss. If you dress up black metal, everyone's going to say, look, it's Kiss. <laughs> or, hey, hey, come on. If you if you dress up like a juggalo, they're going to say, oh, look, it's Kiss. Oh, it's Kiss. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite right. I mean, it really is. That's yeah. funny, man. But, like I said, dude, like, uh, you know, Kiss is definitely, like you said, everybody, there are some big divisions between that. And I know, like, a lot of those, you know, people, I mean, look, Ace Frehley, I think, is a great guitar player, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the two members that got thrown out of fucking Kiss were the best two members in the band. The other two. I think we're talking about way too much Kiss right now. I think, I think, I think, I think Paul Stanley's crap. And I think, uh, what's his face? Uh, Gene Simmons is a complete asshole. I don't even like Kiss. Why are we talking about him? <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh my god! All podcasts are about Kiss ultimately, so there you oh go. That's god. right. That's right. Because we, like, we're wearing, like, uh, I'm wearing fucking like black Bacon. What? It's like Kevin Bacon. Oh, everything goes back to Kevin everything Bacon. goes back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> well, oh, well, well, Brian, uh, you you you've been doing a lot of traveling. You've been a lot of places with the band. Uh, you, your music is, is 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 doing really really well, but how do you see? Is there is there a difference that you see uh, internationally to nationally when it comes to bands you're playing with? I mean, is there a sound difference that you you're picking up on? Well, it's when we play overseas, we it's generally a greater variety due to the bills that we're on because no one really will be on these weird bills where you know you might have a heavy band and then you got an acoustic guitar player i like we did a place in edinburgh one time uh where a band got up and they covered songs from uh the first death record you know wow oh okay yeah and then after that there was an acoustic guitar player then there was us it's like okay that's totally in, in absolutely different directions so it seems like maybe it's a little more variety. They seem to be into anything. Over okay, there. and that's and that's what know. I try. That's what I try to get Babylon's shows to be like more of a variety, where I have like sure. bands like you guys, and then I'll have like I don't know death metal band or something, you know, like in that yeah. in that genre. Because I want other, I want people who like both styles to stick around and listen to both acts. Because look, they're really good. Check them out. You might like what they do. You never know. Sure. Well, it's, it's nice to introduce a variety, uh, especially if you're going out. A lot of people can't go 
to all the shows they want to go to. Exactly. Let's, let's face it. So yes. when when especially let, let's let's look at a uh, let's look at a young couple. They're going out. It's like oh we don't got a lot to work with, but hey, there's some bands playing at this pub or there's somewhere that you know we want to go check them out. Well, let's go listen to some music tonight. Get a few beers and hang out. Well, who's playing? It was like, who does it matter? There's going to be a variety on the bills, so there's going to be a little bit of everything. It was like, well, that's what you want because you don't get to do it all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think in South Florida, for example, they, they took a different take. South Florida generally tends to be genre specific. Okay. For the most part, you know, it's or they try to be anyway. Yeah, like the Tampa death metal know. scene, right? Yeah, well, well, or or Latin yeah. music and stuff like that. I mean, it all uh, everything. I've been down to South Florida quite a bit, and there's, uh, you know, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you you'll go and it's like it's all country bands tonight. It's all yeah, this tonight. Yeah. And Fort Lauderdale was very glam, like a long time ago. Well, I say a long time ago, a while back. And then like Fort Lauderdale's rock and roll. Miami is very techno, you know, and then of course uh, Tampa had like death metal, which you'll sort of see death metal floating in between Tampa and, and Fort Lauderdale as well. Um, so, like I said, the guys that I play with down there, I mean, they call themselves grindcore, but they're not really what you would consider grindcore. They're more like a progressive, skinny puppy meets Frank Zappa meets Slayer kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, because okay. my, my consideration of, of grindcore would be like anal cunt. You know, yeah, I mean, they know. have elements of doing that sort of thing, and they call themselves grindcore, but they're they're more prog. Like the guy plays a nine-string guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely not, uh, not yeah. So, but yeah, they they tend to be you know always it's no one knows where to put them. So they're in the, you know they they have their roots in death metal or whatever, but they they get on these death metal bills and people are looking at them you know puzzled. They have no idea what to <laughs> make of it. So, you know. Well, you know, speaking of uh, traveling and going all over the place, uh, I think this is about the right time where we will take a little break and introduce everybody to a new segment we have on our show. Oh, which one's that? It's called The World versus Matt. It's where one of our friends uh, who travels quite a bit for his job uh, and, and, uh, you know, interacts with weird and strange individuals and basically this is the result of like incidents that happened to him while he's on the road so he it's it's pretty fucking funny it's a new thing this is his first uh first time doing this stuff so that's good all right so all right guys so here we go this is the world versus matt check it out On this episode of The World vs. Matt, we will learn the stories of those individuals who he has come in contact with or observed on his travels state to state. These are stories from the road. Interesting things that we may not even realize. Observations of human behavior. Maybe some other stories along the way. The World versus Man, Stories from the Road, will take you on an interesting journey looking at people, people in their natural and unnatural habitat. Check it out. The World versus Man.
Hello, and welcome to The World vs. Matt. In today's episode, we discuss car rentals and the joys and hassles that you deal with when doing so. So we'll take it back to the start of my week. Needed to rent a car for work to travel from one place to another, as most people do. And I walk into the rental shop, and the clerk is on the phone with a customer. So naturally, I sit down patiently and wait, but listening in at the same time. And I overhear that this particular customer didn't drop her car off with a full tank of gas and was being charged the additional fee that one rental car places do um, when you don't do that. And it was like twice the going rate of whatever the uh, current gas price pumps were. And naturally, this lady was very upset. Very upset. She wouldn't want to pay. She had to go to the hospital to meet her friend or something. So she didn't have time to get gas. So, okay. The clerk understood her dilemma. But he said, our policy is that we must charge this. It's written on the signs. It's on your rental agreement. She continued to fight him. And the clerk gave in. He asked her, what is the current pump price for gas right now? And she naturally, being a gas expert, mastermind, if you will, spouted out $2.32 or whatever it was. And that's what he charged her for the fuel and let it go and hung up the phone, told her to have a great day. Then it was my turn. And I simply stated, you should have charged her the full price. That's the policy. Well, you know, she had extenuating circumstances. She had to go to the hospital to meet her friend. Okay, I understand. Anyway, let's take care of my car rental, please. So we get all the paperwork going out there, and I get out to my car, and I ask the man, how much gas is in it? He simply states, why, there's just under a half a tank. Oh, in my mind, I think, well, now I have to stop for gas before I can go anywhere. But that's okay. So I get my keys, I get in the car, and I load it up to my first destination before I head off to work, which just so happens to be the hospital to go see my friend who has been in there for over a month. But I had to stop and get gas first. So just think about these things, people, that your small little actions do affect everyone else around you. The butterfly effect is a real thing. Stay tuned for next time when I give you more wonderful stories from the road on World vs. Men. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The World vs. Matt. Stories from the Road. Join us next time for some amazing new insight on the human condition. Seen through the eyes of the roamer, Matt. The world versus Matt. See you next time. So yeah, that was the the new segment. Um, I feel bad for him and the uh, the uh, poor guy who had to deal with that shit at what was it the rental car place? That's sad. I think it was. Yeah. Well, hey, it happens. Yeah. But that was funny. I think he did a great job. 
Yeah, he did good. He was, he was, you know, he was excited. He got really excited when I sent him the uh, intro and outro stuff, and he was like, "Dude, those, those, those are so great, man! That's like that was inspiration." <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, I, I'm glad he liked him. Yeah, he was, he was just, super uh, stoked. It was a pain in the butt, man. <laughs> so uh, but, uh, anyway, man. Um, what else you guys got going on? Y'all are uh, recording anything? Y'all are uh, getting ready to put out something new, maybe, or what? What's happening? Oh uh, yeah, we still uh, we get in the you know we record here and there, and we put stuff up on SoundCloud or Reverb Nation. Um, there, that overtime soundtrack thing is coming out, I think, in October, which ties in with that movie that the guy's making. So I oh, think they're cool. doing that on vinyl, but I'm not totally sure. Wow, that's interesting. So that should be kind of cool. And, um, yeah, so we got that and then we're going back overseas in July and then, um, yeah, it's pretty much after that, just still playing around. How how long will you be overseas and uh, when you leave in July? Mid July to the first week of August. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice, nice time then. Do you ever, do you ever run into problems with your gear getting misplaced? Well, yeah, last time I was coming back and, uh, I stopped through Amsterdam on the way back. I just wanted to see that place for a few days. And sure, maybe maybe get a brownie. Quote. Yeah, that was that was uh, readily available, and uh, <laughs> but you know, but it's readily available here too. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's so we the changeover in planes. They wound up keeping. You know, they didn't have enough time, and so they they had to hold the guitar for a day, and then they sent it to me. Uh, you know, sent me to, to the hotel. So that wasn't a big deal. Worst thing that ever happened to me. And I, you know, when you're taking these long trips overseas, you know, you get kind of jet lagged or whatever, and you're not thinking, you know? And so I was going into Edinburgh one time and they said, what are you doing here? And it's like, Oh, I'm playing some gigs. Stop. And they tore all my stuff apart. And they're like, how much money are you making? Well, how you can only make so much money without a work visa. And they, you know, Oh, wow. Yeah, they held me for like an hour and a half and, you know, well, why would you come here if you're not making X amount of money or whatever? And it's like, well, there's a lot of people that come here, so I don't know. I'd come here because it's fun. I'm not expecting to get rich here. But, uh, yeah, so I'll never use the word gig. I'll just say I'm visiting friends or I'm, you know, vacationing or whatever. Sure. Yeah, that's your best bet. Always lie. Always lie. Yeah, yeah. That's that's some bullshit, man. I uh, I was held at the New Orleans airport. This is funny. Oh, really? This is the funniest yeah. story ever. Yeah, we were uh, we were going on a uh, a camping trip. Yeah, the MH was, the, uh, the legendary MHOG podcast before it was a podcast. Uh-huh. Camping trip. Camping trip. Uh, right. So I I get there and uh, apparently um, it was some what was it Wizard World was going on some sort of fucking con. It was, was some convention on. that was going on here. It wasn't Wizard World because it was before Wizard. Uh, actually okay. got started. It, it was some 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 sort of convention where they do cosplay. Okay? Uh-huh. So everybody was dressing up in costumes and stuff. Well, I get there. The reason I'm... And I have a, a pop-up tent. So it looked like a gigantic green vinyl shield that I had strapped to my back. Uh-huh. So you had this big round circle. So, um, so cool. I get there. And uh, first, I'm... I'm so... Uh, dumbass we're talking with here wayne he was supposed to pick me up <laughs> i told yeah. you i was going to pick you up yeah but he didn't tell me i had to stay at the airport for four and a half hours and wait for him but i did 
No, you didn't. Yeah, but I did. So neither here nor there. That if that was the case, I would have got a taxi, bro. So uh, standing in the airport, and I'm I'm just kind of walking back and forth, and I've got this big shield on, and apparently I was looking kind of shifty. <laughs> so before before I I get picked up by the police, I have these four picture picture the nerdiest people you've ever seen in your life. Um, one girl, three guys. All kind of look like uh, versions of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Uh-huh. They come, they come over to me and they're like, "Hey, are you a turtle?" And I'm, I'm like, I'm just kind of surprised. I'm like, "What? Are you a turtle or are you a knight? Is that your shield?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, you know, it's a shame. These people are all a little slow." I said, "No, I'm, I'm just, just kind of hanging out, man. It's." Uh, I didn't want to be bothered because because we're going to the convention and we're going to do I'm going to be like Gandalf and she's going to she they're going through this whole thing. And I'm really trying to get away from them because they're just really creeping me out at this point. And I'm like, no, I'm not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'm not a she or I'm not a knight. But, you know, have a great time. So I'm walking away and the security comes over and gets one on either side of me. It was like, sir, you've been standing here for around two and a half hours. Uh, You're going to have to come with us to security. I'm like. Uh, what did I do? So they take me there. It was this whole issue. <laughs> trying to explain what was going on. What did I have to do with the four people I was talking with? Absolutely nothing. Right. And it was just, it was very bizarre. And they, again, they ripped all my stuff out. The funny thing was, <laughs> I said, don't open the tent. And he was like, why should we open the tent? I'm like, I'm telling you, it'll be a mistake. Don't open the tent. Yeah. So, so again, that was my thing. I learned don't tell them not to do something. Right, because they're gonna. Yeah, absolutely. So they opened it up. So you know those type of sunshades you throw in the windows of your car, you yeah. know they just kind of pop open. Yeah. Imagine a whole tent, in <laughs> like popping up, inflating type of deal. Mm-hmm. He opened the tent. The whole tent popped up, filled the room, hit the guy in the face. One guy flew backwards into the wall. Now I've got angry security guards and a whole tent in this tiny room the size of a closet. I'm yeah, like, you're all yeah. idiots. I told you not to. And do you it. said, don't open the tent. Don't open the tent. <laughs> I was so I was so pissed when Wayne came to final. Oh no, Rusty came and got me because Wayne was up, too. Yeah, yeah. He because too, because too I was at work. Yeah, too busy. Couldn't come on his lunch break. Yeah, See, airline. so what I'm trying to tell you, Brian, is have good friends to pick you up at the airport. That's what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, the airline industry tonight. Well, actually, you know what? Now to think of it, I did. We flew out of Scotland one time into Paris, and we were just there for a short period, and we were leaving, and the guitar did get stuck in Paris. So oh. when I got, yeah, so when I got back home here, they didn't have it. So I had to you know, go back over you know, days later when they were like, oh, it's in the Paris airport. Hold on. Like, all right. You know, it's, so. just, it's just aggravating because there's it's always horrible. that chance you're not going to see it again. Oh, yeah, that's true. There, that is true, you know. That, that I mean, possible. I've I've lost so much shit shit over the years through airports and security, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, weed, whatever. I whenever I'm not I'm just joking. It wasn't weed, but <laughs> so much stuff that I've lost through the airports. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. there's actually a warehouse, and there's a place you can go online um, and and look. You type in lost luggage auction. You yeah. can go bid on people's shit. I think that's funny. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. there's so much stuff you can buy for cheap. Yeah, yeah. That's how I that's how I got one of my bases. I bought it on it, that site. 
Yeah, the airline industry is terrible, and, and probably whoever had that base had had some kind of insurance or something. Maybe oh, I'm they open. got themselves another one. They yeah. just, but but yeah, the airline industry is a disaster. It's, it's horrible. It's it's torture. It's the old, I mean, I like I like traveling, but I don't. I hate that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I bought it. It was a nice. It was a paid uh, three hundred bucks for a Tobias base. I'm like a, tw- a Tobias twelve string base at the time. I was like, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I couldn't play it for shit, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that many a times. Bought things where I was like, "Oh yeah, I want to do this," and I'm like, "Yeah, I suck at it." I just, I just took it after a while. I took it to the pawn shop and uh, got like 500 bucks for it. It's like sweet. It's right. probably like right. a 1,200 dollar guitar or more. Yeah. But uh, that's how it goes, man. Well, I'm glad everything's going great, and I, I, I urge everybody listening to the show uh, to go check out the Green Mantles because they're doing, uh, they're, they're they're making an interesting sound that you need to check out, and your videos are quite interesting as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what, uh, what is the uh, the you you what is who's who's doing the videos? I mean, who's coming up with that idea? Are you talking about the Swamp Thing video with the naked girls? That one? Or? Sure, sure. Because I, I want to shake their hand. Who, who's doing yeah. that? That was uh, Lance, our, our drummer, the guy from Ocean Springs. And uh, yeah, he, me and him kind of worked out how to do that one. And then he did uh, Blood Beach. Blood Beach was all his idea. And the other one, you know, we kind of worked together on. So Super cool, man. Because it's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of funny because the, uh, the era in which those uh, that film comes from kind of fits a lot of the music. I mean, it, it works well with it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So so cool. If you haven't seen the videos, go check go it check out. Go check them out. Yeah, they're, they're fucking great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. With with uh, the swamp thing, though, make sure you know, you know, make yeah. sure your kids are <laughs> it's NC seventeen people. Yeah. NC seventeen. Yeah, NC seventeen for sure. For for tits. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I was like, I had it on. I was listening to the music. I wasn't paying attention to the video, and yeah. and and, I, and I'm like, I look up and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking funny, man. I was like, um, all right, there's titties everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, I pulled out the sense of humor, and I think too the different incarnations of the band have had different elements of humor that came in. And, and Lance is definitely a, a a fun guy, like a funny sort of guy. He brings out more of the humor than probably anyone else. So that sort of thing, you know, the Blood Beach thing, especially. That's fucking cool. Right, his alley. Yeah, man, yeah, definitely. Good. Um, so how many uh, how many before before I'm sorry to interrupt you no, how many shows do you have coming up in uh, in the New Orleans area? Uh, we have something at the Goat on June the 28th, and then of course we've got the thing this this uh, Friday at Babylon. Um, I think in the New Orleans area, I don't even know. A lot of the shows we're doing out are like in Pascagoula and Ocean Springs and stuff. Um, seems like there's something else happening in uh, New Orleans, but I can't even remember. Um, eh, yeah, that might be the, the, the yeah, there's not too much good plan before we're in Europe. So, yeah, that, I think the GOAT is the next thing that would happen. What, what, date, okay. what, what date is the GOAT show? June the 28th. Okay, yeah. Because uh, basically, people, if you guys uh, are listening to this, it's because it's after the Friday show uh, <laughs> at Babylon. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, this right. comes out after yeah. after that show, so you're talking in the future. 
<laughs> we are we are time travelers here at the MHO. That's right. We, our show has its own flux capacitor, and we we do our own things. So. Yeah, it's, it's, we're we're rebels without draws. Yeah, but I've never been to the goat before, so I'll see what that's like. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Uh, it's a fairly new venue, is what I understand. Where's it? Yeah. Where's it located at? I don't know. Somewhere oh, you don't know where the goats? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that make that would make it a little easier for you. I mean, is it? Is it? Do you know if it's downtown, outside, or we don't um, know? I believe it's in the downtown area, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really not too certain. Hey, everybody, go Google the goat. <laughs> yeah, I bet you make you do more work. Yeah. yeah, but they're starting to have shows there, I guess, on a regular basis. So I, you know, I. We're playing with uh, St. Rock and another group called Burn. Nice. Okay. Both good bands. Burn is from Mississippi, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, St. Rock's a good band. They're, they're from out here. Um, yeah. They're doing acoustic shows now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually – I think they're playing at Babylon. Um, shit. I know they're playing at Babylon, and, uh, and, and I want to say it's sometime in July. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Very cool. I think so. I'm not really sure. I have so much shit going through my head right now. <laughs> you know. That's why we call you a shithead. <laughs> no, they're playing in June. June 21st. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, we, yes. ha- we have to run our, our little commercial here, right here, oh. right this segment. Uh, Brian, do you, do you do anything else besides music? Do you collect things? Um, I used to, when I was younger, I used to collect comics here and there, and then I'd, I'd kind of go in and out of it, and I used to collect um, records here nice. and there, but, you know, but not, at the moment, I don't collect as much as I used to, I guess, you know? Are you trying, are you trying to say you, you're, you like, I'm not a nerdy guy that, I'm grown up, you guys are Well, famous. you know, I, I, I would be, <laughs> comp comics i would go through phases where I, I really was into something or whatever and then you know when i was really young i, I was really into comics like bsi uh the bsi store hell yeah you, big fan of bsi there. well i remember when bsi was a was a bookstore yeah my dad had taken me to that and it was just a used bookstore but you know the owner uh, carl at the time was like oh we got comic books too so yeah mr carl and um i used to well, I say I used to. I've got the newest subscription to Fangoria, so I, I nice. have a lot of the Fangorias. So, but uh, oh, yeah, cool. I, I just I just kind of faded out from collecting just because eh, I don't like to have a. I'm a minimalist, so I don't really like to. have Well, you do a lot of traveling, so I mean, yeah. it's hard to. Yeah, that that exactly, you know. So I just got to where I got more and more minimal as time went on. But uh, yeah, you know, occasionally I'll I'll get into it, you know. And, and, well, that's fucking well, you, cool, man. You know what you need to have? You need to have a, you need to have the Green Mantles pop vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Everybody seems to be collecting this stuff. Yes, and that's why, and and that's where we're going into this nice little commercial right here. Where our friends at the North Shore Pop Culture and Collectibles Shop uh, want us to run this little ad for them, and they have all kind of stuff. They they, they mostly deal in uh, Funko. Uh, Stuff you know anything Funko they have yeah. that's pretty fucking awesome. So uh, here you go, guys. Check out this fucking commercial. Funko pop culture. Funko pop culture. A brand new store, amazing collectibles. You need to check out North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles, specializing in all things. 
Funko. Funko. Pop culture. Buy, sell, or trade your short pop culture collectibles is the place for serious collectors. And when they say specializing in all things Funko, they're not kidding. This inventory is massive. So much stuff! So many items at North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. You never know what you're gonna find. You may find another gem you weren't even looking for. So don't forget to call or stop by North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles, specializing in all things Funko. Located at 1394 Corporate Square Boulevard, Slidell, Louisiana, 70458, or call 985-265-4279. Check them out! It's Funko! It's pop culture! You can't go wrong! Funko! Pop culture! So yeah, like there you go. Go if you want anything to deal with Funko Pops or anything to do with Funko in general, go check those guys out because the collection is huge. They have anything you want from that at all. Believe me, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's amazing how many people collect these things. It's, I mean, everybody knows I'm a weird. fucking I'm a toy collector, so Yeah. I have a ton of those yeah. fucking things. Yeah, but they're usually adult toys, so. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a like, you know, like a gun cabinet with a bunch of dicks in it or anything. <laughs> first off, first off, it'd be impressive if you did because you're using a gun cabinet, right? Bizarre. <laughs> but uh, whatever. <laughs> got to keep, got to keep those joints in locked and key. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So Brian, do you go? Uh, do you uh, take any time off? Do you get to go on any vacations, or I mean, you got you know family time, anything like that? Well, it seems it seems like every time I'm I'm on a, a vacation, it is tied in with doing shows and everything. But the way we've always traveled is that we would pick an area or a general area where we would like if we go to Edinburgh. Uh, it could be, you know, two weeks in Edinburgh and then just do a bunch of shows in that area. And sure. this year going, I am going to go out to Prague because it's my, my friend that I play with out there going to do a show out there, but I'm always there for a while. So it's not so much like, okay, let's go overseas and play a different town every night. It's more like find a, a town and, and hang out there and meet people and just kind of get to know people and then kind of get in on that scene. Mm, so that's, yeah. that's, that seems to be more whenever I'm vacationing. That's that's what happens. So nice. Well, I got some I got some great contacts now in uh, in Spain and everything. So if you're ever that oh, way, cool. let us know. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've cool. got a, a a really good friend of mine's got a uh, a club um, there uh, in Barcelona. Um, oh, cool. So it's 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 not a huge club. It's a it's a little bigger than the Babylon, but it's it's very cool. It's got a stage and a nice setup. I love to see Barcelona. I definitely would like to visit there. It's a, it's, it's a cool town. I, I'll give you that. Wayne, you need to go there because you'd love it, man. Yeah, I need to. I actually need to go overseas sometime, man. Uh, but you know, I don't know when I'll be able to do that. But it'd be nice. Well, just just go. Just you know, you don't tell anybody. Just sneak away. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see me just yeah. saying. All right, guys. Uh, I'll. I'm taking off work today. Yeah, just you know, just. <laughs> Just become a missing persons for a while, you know, and then they'll find you and they'll be really happy they found you. And you just say, I don't know what happened. Just just claim you were abducted by aliens or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> no. 
God, see, you're too responsible. I know. Fucking. I have a fucking three-year-old son. Oh, I, got, I can't leave my I kid. Got a, I got a kid. I got a family. I can't have fun. <laughs> I never said I'm I so couldn't have fun. I'm so sick of your excuses. I never said I couldn't have fun. I just don't want to <laughs> leave my poor kid. Well, he'll be. He'll understand. You know. <laughs> Toughen him up, man. Toughen him up. I had a kid one time. I left him. It wasn't mine, but I left him. <laughs> I let it I go. Just, I, I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that lay there and be awkward. Right, right. I, that's what I did. I just paused for a second. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna let it go. Oh, uh, 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 Brian. You know, we were talking about you. You liking uh, the Fangoria magazines. Sure. You should you should check out uh our friend of ours, uh Mitch Raffner. He does a uh okay. he does a book called uh Gore Noir. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very, right. very cool. It's it's uh it's super nice guy. It's like that old school, you know, horror bringing back the, the, the stuff, man. It's very cool. Very nice. Yeah. Is it's... it local or uh uh-uh. no, he's from Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, that sounds really good. I'll check that out. Now he's yeah. got a great website. Uh, he's uh, he was a very he, he's super nice guy, and it's neat because he does he does his stuff a lot like uh, a lot of the old magazines that you don't see on the shelves anymore. In that, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. cool. Very very cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and he's 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 he came on the show, and you know, like I've looked at his magazines and stuff, and they're very good. So I think you'd really dig it. I really do. Absolutely, I'll check it out. But, um, you know, I was gonna say, uh, you know who else is a nice guy, Wayne? Who's a nice guy? Rusty. Rusty's all right. He's not really a nice guy. Well, he can't be. I mean, he can't be. He's okay to me. Um, he's nice to you. I mean, you know, <laughs> Rusty is our 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 resident uh, sports commentator. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, he he has this wonderful segment that he likes to that it's like the wacky world of sports, and uh, he goes out and finds the weirdest and most unusual sports from different countries. Yeah. So it, and everything from probably places you've been, places you know, everywhere. Some of the weirdest yeah. shit happens out of Europe, but and in Asia. Like everybody's oh God, fa- everybody's shit. favorite uh, so far with this with the segment was um, wife carrying. That was that was his everybody's favorite. <laughs> wife it is it is weird weird sport. But uh, he's got a new one he wants to share with everybody today if Does we can. He? Oh yeah yeah man. Well go ahead, announce All it. Right. Let me let me hear your drum roll and announce the the major sports event right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> The big ones. Weird and wacky world of sports. Here we go. Sit back and relax. Let her roll, Wayne. (laughs) You got it, buddy. (laughs) Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. Hi, everybody. Oh, false start. That's seven points removed for Gryffindor. And oh, a surprise finger in the Flippy one, flippy two, flippy three, aerial spready, flippy four, descending spready, bouncing jack-in-a-box spready, Sonya Blade high kick, roly-poly, Jackie Chan bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you 
So stop what you're doing and listen. All right, grab your socks and hold your jocks. It's sports talk with the big man himself, Rusty. Yeah. Howdy, boys and girls. It's your old buddy, Big One, coming back at you today. Um, I found something pretty fun. I think you're going to like this one. And I'm kind of doing it off notes, so I may wander a little bit. But overall, y'all will get the general idea, and I think you'll enjoy what I have to say. So sit back and relax. And here it comes. Um, today I found for you chess boxing. Chess boxing is a hybrid that combines two different things. Playing chess and boxing. So one's a brain activity, one's a physical activity. Um, let's see here. It originated... In a 1992 comic book, uh, a French comic book, where basically there was a boxing match that went 12 rounds, and then after the 12 rounds, the two guys sat down and played a game of chess. Uh, the man that put this into real life decided that that was going to be, yeah, it's too much. So what they do is they have 11 rounds and they alternate between chess and boxing. Um, each, each chess boxing match begins and ends with a chess game. It's, so it's not just straight, you know, it, it doesn't alternate. So you start playing chess and if you make it through all the rounds, you'll end up finishing playing a chess game. Um, basically it's just like real life boxing where each round is three minutes long. Each chess game is each, each, each round. So boxing and chess is three minutes long. And, um, yeah, you just alternate between rounds. Um, in between rounds is about, I think they said 60 seconds long. So, you start off with your chess game, you play for three minutes, you wait 60 seconds, then you get in the boxing ring and you box for three minutes and then you take another 60 second break, you go back to chess. Um, the chess game, it's just like you've seen on Bobby Fischer and all of that. They have the little chess timer and you play a chess game and each person is allotted X amount of time between moves. Um, sandbagging is not allowed. So basically... If you're not as strong of a chess player as your opponent, you're not allowed to stall playing chess to get back to where you have the advantage in the boxing ring or vice versa. Um, so if you are caught sandbagging, you're basically disqualified because you're trying to alter the game to give yourself an unfair advantage, which I think is, I mean, that's, that makes things pretty fair in my opinion um there are different weight classes in chess boxing just like real life boxing a you you know let's see here hold on let me find uh there is okay for men 17 and older there is a lightweight middleweight light heavyweight and a heavyweight just like real boxing women same thing light middle light heavy heavy um, and 
basically you team up with people in your weight class and you play chess and box. Uh, there are different ways to win. You can either, you don't have to win both aspects of the competition to actually win the match. Um, say you get in the ring, you get in the boxing ring in the third round and you knock the guy out cold. You win. There is no, let's wake him up and play chess now. Um, also, if you get in the very first round and the guy smokes you at chess and beats you in the first round, fight's over. You just lost without being able to throw a punch. So you should have worked on your chess games, Spunky. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So I, it, it, this is, uh, this is done mainly in Germany. Um, let's see, uh, mainly in Germany, that's where it, it started, um, do 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 there, there is a lot of information on this as I'm scrolling through looking at it, um, yeah, mainly in Germany, um, the first match w- took place in Berlin in 2003, um, and then there was a world championship fight that was held in Amsterdam in correlation with but the Dutch Boxing Association and the Dutch Chess Federation, which, you know, leave it to the Dutch. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I really do. Um, I have played chess before. I'm not very good at it, but I have played it before. Um, never boxed, you know, like real life boxing, but I've been in fights before. Um, but yeah, I think this does a really good job of combining two different things that would make for an interesting correlation. Um, so you can't just be some big dumb jock meathead and get into this kind of thing and expect to be able to win all the time. Vice versa, you can't be some pencil neck nerd who knows how to play chess really well and just get into this and dominate. You can't do it. You have to be very strong at both aspects of the competition to be successful, which takes some doing. I mean, you know, not all athletic people are stupid and not all non-athletic people can't be athletes. So it kind of, it balances you out really well, which I I think is pretty intriguing. I would watch some of this, to be honest with you. I would sit down and watch this just because I I find it fascinating that this actually goes on. Now, I find that, uh, you know, this, as far as, you know, sitting down, Watching a chess tournament, no, I'm not going to sit down and watch a chess tournament. There's there's no way. I, I can't do it. It would be like watching paint dry. But if I turn on a chess tournament and somebody promises me that a fight's going to break out, I'll sit down and watch it because, you know, that's how I am. So, yeah, um, big one gives this one a big thumbs up, folks. I think this would be something really, really entertaining to take a look at. Um I think I'm going to go YouTube some of this and check it out. And uh, I'll post what I find on uh, on Facebook for you uh, lovely folks. Um, 
If you find something, I advise you to do the same thing because I'd like to see it. Uh, if you haven't visited the Facebook page, it's Facebook. You get on Facebook and the big one's Wacky World of Sports is a picture of my big beautiful face. Um, I try to post there periodically. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not very good at it, but I try. But, uh, go check it out. Um, and hopefully you guys pick up some of this and, uh, check it out as well. I do this for you guys to entertain you and also to inform you. So go check out some chess boxing. Let me know what you think. Um, that's about all I got on this one. So, uh, I'll catch you girls next time. Thanks. Bye bye. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Right about now. The funk's hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare chested. The guy is drunk. They got him. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal. People know me. Yeah, we do because you're rusty, aka the big one. Big one. Join us next time when he dives into the weird and wacky world of sports just for you. And MHOG Sports Exclusive. All rights reserved. If anybody fucks with this, he'll probably kick your ass. was weird and i'm so proud of rusty he does such a good like like i don't know if i could sit through as much research as that man does he, he does some some on, massive research. on some really stupid shit <laughs> <laughs> makes us laugh that's why we like it i love it i love it he does good jobs man and look i want to thank everybody who does segments on our show because they really put their you know heart into these things and they do a lot of work on them uh we actually have Two or no, I said two to you before, but there's three more segments that are in the works now. We have three new ones. Um, Matt premiered tonight, right? Tonight, right. Um, and then we have, um, I don't know if we should announce this one yet until it's done. Uh, there's, there's a secret one, we'll there, just keep it a secret. There's a one. secret one, there's a movie one coming, and uh, we have another one that's going to be dealing with a lot of underground things like. Uh, underground film, like you know, indie films and uh, indie music and things like that. So, very cool, very cool. We're, 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 we're well, in the works, people. We got more shit coming for you, and we're well, gonna have more shows from the Fillmore, by the way. Uh, oh, which, lots of shows from the Fillmore. Which uh, those will start running next week. So be on okay, the lookout. Cool. Well, not, not what, what, what's week, next coming episode. up first, by the way? I can't even remember. Uh, for the Fillmore. Yeah, which one do we want to run first? Uh, fuck, I don't even remember. I can tell you who's, I mean, which ones we're going to be dealing with. Uh, there's uh, we got Amana Marth coming. All right. We have Tenacious D, which everybody's going to go ape shit for those tickets. I guarantee you that. Yeah, it's a hysterical show. It's fun. Uh, we have um, uh, Die Outward, which okay, that's going to be interesting. Um, we have Stone Temple Pilots. Yep, and. Fuck! Was there another one? Oh, that, there's 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 like five or more that I've yeah, got I, sitting I, there. I, I, that's just a warm up, guys. That's what that's that's that's, that's what we have that's so just far. Some. You know, yeah. um, I know there's a so bunch means, more coming, but that means there's going to be a lot more ticket giveaways. Ticket probably. giveaways coming, guys. They are coming. Lots of lots of contests. 
And, uh, so you'll get those tickets. You do the contest. You win the tickets. That's how it works, people. That's all you have to do. And don't forget, like, I, I, well, not don't forget. I'm just warning you guys now that the Tenacious D tickets are going to be really hard to get. <laughs> because because they, I have he to. He sells out. Yeah, and, and on top of that, not on top of that they sell out, but they're going to be hard to get from us because I want this contest to be, like, insane. So well, it's going it to be It has to be over-the-top fucking – Right, like a whole right. thing for these tickets. Exactly, and it's an event, people. I mean, this when you go see a Tenacious D show, it's it's not just. I mean, they're surprisingly. I always say this, but I, they are really good musicians. It's they very are. entertaining. The stage show is hysterical and fun, and you're just you're sitting there going, "I'm watching Jack Black play guitar." This is bizarre, but it's so over the top. It's it's worth going and going out to go see these shows, all of them. Amon and Marth, that's going to be nuts off the chain, uh, but uh, so much going on for the summer concert series. Uh, so, uh, like I said, uh, like Wayne said, yeah. just uh, do the do the contest, win the tickets. Easy. That's enough. right. That's right. That's right. And back to our guest, Brian. Brian, <laughs> sorry about that. We I need problem. to know where can everybody find the Green Mantles. On, on the on the interweb. Give them some 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 addresses, some URLs, as the kiddies say these days. Okay, well we're on uh we're on a couple different Facebook pages. There's a uh, Facebook uh, the Green Mantles, and then there's Tribe of the Green Mantles. Okay. And then uh, YouTube, um, it's like YouTube slash user uh, Green Mantles. And we're on SoundCloud.com, uh, Green Mantles, and ReverbNation.com, Green Mantles. That's great. So. Absolutely perfect. So, well, well, thank you, Brian, for coming on the show, man. And, thank you. Uh, we had a good time. I mean, hope you yeah, did. Hope yeah, you absolutely. did too, man. All right. And don't be a stranger. You should come back again sometime. Yeah, we so want to hear everything, long, especially when you get back from Europe. We want yes. to hear all about it. Yes. Yeah. Like, That'd be fucking cool, man. Um, so let's wrap it. Let's get out of here. Uh, I was your host, Wayne, guys. I'm the rum guy. And that gentleman over there was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, to always keep it, keep it, keep it. Metal! Oh, yeah. Tapping the blame and I'm finished by your pain. It may choke Jesus, creating leaving a stain. You ain't as dope as us, bitch. Stay in your lane. That's it. Get the fuck 